Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Them. Welcome back, Fem Fam. Thank you, as always, for being our loyal listeners. And we have another fantastic guest for you today who we found on Instagram, like so many of our guests. Like, this is so exciting. Yes. It's also super exciting because our guest today is already a listener of our show, which, I mean, of course, that's just exciting that people are listening to the show. <laughs> but to hear great feedback that she's enjoying it and she's learning from it and being inspired, like that is that means the world to us. So Carolina, would you like to introduce her? Yes. Today, Femme Fam, we have Femme Queen Katrina Sebrero. She is on. She is Latina. She is everything we want in the world. So <laughs> Katrina, she's a film director. She's also award-winning filmmaker and finalist in Sundance and I'm just so excited to hear about your journey, Katrina, as a filmmaker and being a woman in this industry, leading the way. Um, we love that. And we're here to support that. And let's just start off and hear about why did you fall into this world? Why do you love filmmaking and, and what got you started to begin with? Yeah, so I got started when I was really young. Um, my dad brought home a video camera. So I started taking that he would let me take that for some reason it was like really expensive and we didn't like grow up with a lot of money but he would like let me take that and I would get all the friends um all the kids in the neighborhood and I'd gather them up and like start putting them in roles I was already like directing it and pretty bossy like and they were just, like, <laughs> it's funny because it's like all on tape and we were watching it like the other day because we're in quarantine and I'm like I take it so seriously all the kids are all like all laughing I'm like hey stop take <laughs> down a business I took it so seriously. It was so funny. Yeah. I love that. No, it takes a certain person. Like you got to have a certain like way about you. Not everyone can direct and fulfill the producer position. Tess and I talk about that all the time. Like it takes a certain personality. So that's awesome. Like already at a young age, like <laughs> you're calling the shots. I love that. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you go to high school and you're more worried about just trying to survive socially. So, you know, I put that behind. And then when I get back, got back to college, I started um, relearning it and reinvesting in that again. And then I got like an internship. Um, it was really hard to get an internship, um, just being around this area, Orange County, LA, just because the internships are like really hard to get just because they're uh, like Conan and just uh, number one, new, number two news station in LA is in the country. So yeah, so. I ended up moving to Palm Springs and working at a news station there as an intern. Wow. And then I was able to get other internships. Um, so then I started working at Conan, as I said, yeah. And then, then after that, I graduated college and I 
um, got hired at TMZ as a production assistant. And then I just started working in the industry from there. That's such a cool like route. I mean, yeah. I, that's, that's definitely like a journey. I don't think we've heard yet on this show. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I started working on just different, I worked, I worked everywhere. I worked at Warner brothers. I worked um, for a talent agency and then um, got into the feature film world with Noam. So I feel like that was my first like indie feature film, which is so crazy because I've been working prior in the industry for such a long time at that point, maybe like five years. I'm like, how is this taking me so long to get in this world, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, listeners, in case um, you didn't listen to our interview with Noam, I think it was season three, Tessa, um, that we had, we had no, yeah, we had Noam Kroll and talking about the psychological, like psychology behind film and his journey. And it's so crazy that we already decided, Katrina, that we wanted you on the show. And right before we asked, I, I saw your post that you had uh, done, I think, a producer role with Noam mm-hmm. on on his film, um, Cyto. I'm going to say it wrong. I always say it wrong. <laughs> Cytosynthesis. Um, Synthesis. <laughs> Psycho psychosynthesis. And we'll have to tag it in the show notes, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll do that. And I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like we have like that this community here and like everyone like has like it's it's awesome to see the filmmakers that we know like have worked together or are working together or will work together. That's our, our, our like I love seeing that. So um yeah. that's that's really cool we had no idea until recently and I was like oh my god she's worked with him because we love him he's awesome mm-hmm. he's an awesome he's dude amazing. he's amazing um, yeah, yeah I also met him through social media and I think I I emailed I wasn't one that emailed him because I was following his blog and I just loved he was just it's awesome just the way that he blogs like he just yeah the questions that you have in your mind he like knows it and just like lays it out in this format and it just been following it for a while and yeah he's amazing he's just so he's he's so compassionate and supportive for up-and-coming filmmakers that um he was he supported me brought me on the project that's That's amazing um I want to take it back a little sorry Tessa you comment and then I'll take it back (laughs) I just wanted to say real quickly like you said that how many people in our community know each other Um, I just, I love the fact that like, yeah, it's, and I've been seeing it more and more, you know, all of our guests talk about, of course, find your tribe and everything like that. But like, because so many of our guests were getting to know through social media, for example, it's amazing how many people are already connected or trying to be connected. I mean, like when we had Michael Rabio on the show, a friend of mine, Deneen was like, wait, how do you know Michael? Like we've been trying to do something together forever. You know, it's just, it's such a small world and it's amazing like it's it's so cool and it's so inspirational and you know I hope more of our guests get to interact as well yeah just a little tangent (laughs) yeah it's just really exciting and and I love the community and like that's how also I want to get to meet more filmmakers through the show it's just because it's it's who knows like we can all work together one day you know I love that um so I want to take it back, Katrina, because something else that I was fascinated about with your journey. So that I didn't know all that backstory, like what you went through schooling wise and intern wise and work wise. But to take it back to your education. Um, so you got your MFA in screenwriting. I just want to talk about that real quick. Like, oh, why did you decide to do that? Um, and where did you go? And like, yeah, like what 
why that what you felt that was important for you because not everyone does that and it's it's it was it's a it's accomplishment so congrats and like yeah tell us about that yeah so I went to um, I got my undergrad at Cal State Fullerton in film production and then that's when I start um, stopped interning and I started working at TMZ right away and then TMZ I was really excited and it was a really cool experience but it also was like wait this isn't what I exactly want to do you know sometimes you get sidetracked with other things in the industry and it's just like wait I'll get to that eventually I'll get to my dreams and goals eventually but it's like you realize that you have to do it now because if people that were training me and that's been there forever they're like oh I wanted to be a, a screenwriter I'm like well that could be me in five years you know if I don't go and do it because you do get stuck sometimes and yeah no I think that's really important that you mentioned that because I, something, a common thread that I've been hearing throughout all of our, our speakers is that, you know, there's so many roles and there's so many steps to get to so many roles. So you really have to start to think about at a certain point, what is it that I really want to do in the part mm-hmm. of, and be a part of in the industry? So I love that you mentioned that too. Yeah. And then that's what made me quit. I put in my two weeks and I quit and I went to, um, applied to grad school. So wow. and then it was at Cal State Fullerton as well. And it was in screenwriting. And um, I just learned so much. I think it's so beneficial. I know you don't necessarily need it to be a, you know, qualified or screenwriter or anything like that. But I think it's so beneficial because you're forced to write. You're given these assignments. So you kind of just, because you think initially your genre or whatever your niche might be is something else. And then you kind of learn it through trial and error in school because you get to workshop your scripts. The teacher, we all read it out loud. The teachers um, give feedback. You get feedback from students. And I think it was really beneficial to help me like hone my screenwriting craft and learn about the craft. So there would be classes about genre and there would be classes about um, like different styles. And um, we took like a TV comedy class, a TV drama class, um, feature film class. And then, um, yeah, and the teachers that we got were because it's collision. people think this too because it's so it's so cool to like to spill this because people think if you go to a top school is the best um best way to look to um to go to school so it's like UCLA USC or just top film schools like that but because I went to you um Cal State Fullerton um we got like sometimes we get the better teachers because to be a teacher at Cal at USC and UCLA teachers have to go through a lot of like credentials and it's just a lot harder to get hired and they're also working in the industry so they go to Cal State Fullerton which is easier for them to work and still work in the industry so if we sometimes get the better teachers that so um my teacher was um Bob Ingalls who worked with um Twin Peaks with yeah um, yeah and then <laughs> Tesla Wilson. loves Twin Peaks so <laughs> <laughs> he worked in Twin Peaks and he was one of the showrunners and worked with um what is his name? David Lynch. Right? David Lynch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then Joel Selbo, who worked with George Lucas. Um, she was like, she was wow. one of his writers. So it's just like, and all these teachers that works currently in the field too today. And they're like one of my contacts and stuff. And I'll send them my scripts and they'll give me feedback. So it's, it's, it was a really awesome experience. I definitely don't regret it, but it does take two years of your life. But I mean, you're you're gonna get better as a screenwriter into when you start writing anyways. So it's like So you you you've been 
it wasn't like a two years of not working on something that you know you wanted to move forward with like that's not a waste of your time like you just if anything you're getting better and finding your voice um and like yeah strengthening that skill set so definitely sounds like the right thing if you want to pursue like being a writer and filmmaker you know yeah definitely because the story is everything we we talk about that a lot without the story there's no film (laughs) and there's no money honestly because people will invest if you have the story and I mean I think we've learned too at this point there's no right way to do it like this is one industry that you can go to school you don't have to go to school like there's no right way to pursue it um so I think really it's just kind of what each individual person gets out of their path you know like for you you felt like going to school and getting your master's was the best way to do it and everything that it sounds like you've gotten from it like makes total sense you Mm -hmm. know what I mean um so I think that's like that's such a cool thing about our industry to begin with and just a reminder to our listeners like you know there is no right or wrong it's whatever path suits you the best yeah and sometimes that can be daunting you're like oh my god all these paths like which one do I follow how do I even get in in the industry but um but I think sometimes it's it's also kind of a relief. Like you don't have to go one a certain path. If maybe working your way up isn't it, you can create your own projects and try that way. You know, there's just so many different ways. It's crazy. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, talk to us about the Sundance film and what that experience was to become a finalist. I I'm always curious about, you know, these bigger film festivals and that's like a huge, that's a big deal, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I had this idea for a script. It just like came to me. Um, I wrote it. Um, it's in first person and on a script. So that, that was like really different. I wasn't sure. Like I was like really doubtful of even sending it. I was like, I just wasted $40. That's what I thought when I sent it in. And I really didn't think I was going to hear back. And it's so crazy. Cause it's like, I just, I don't know why sometimes things work that way. It's just like, sometimes you're like, Oh, this is good. This is going to for sure. And it doesn't. And then other times they're like, no, this is, this is shit. Like, I don't know what I'm thinking. And then it does. So it's like, so, <laughs> what the heck? but yeah, I didn't think it was really going to go anywhere. But um, I submitted it and yeah. And I got a lot of positive feedback with that. That definitely helped me um, with some, with some um, opportunities in the future. But, um, and also I did write it. It was called Donald Glover. It was about a celebrity. So that's like, was also really different. So yeah. I was like, I don't know. That's just so weird. I don't know, but it just, just did it. It was just about um, the protagonist was a writer, and her and Donald had a connection prior, like years in the entertainment industry before he made it, and that then he made it, and she wants to reconnect with him and stuff like that. And and I would get a lot of questions. People always ask me, "Was this a true story? Is this did this happen?" And I I used to leave it a mystery. I used to just be like, "I don't know. I don't want to," because because either way, I feel like. If it didn't happen, then I kill it. If it did happen, then it's weird, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't happen. It wasn't true. It was totally made up. It's just like um, just an idea I had, you know. So that's, awesome. that's a fun idea, and I love that you like kept the mystery alive like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta add to it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then um, yeah, so that so it definitely goes to show you like Sundance definitely wants different content I think because it was so different in the way that I wrote in first person and then maybe it was 
um, original using like a real life celebrity, but also I didn't get in, so I don't really know. But I did look um, look up what scripts did get in, and so Nancy is really big on racism, sexism, um, sexuality, and things like that. So those are the projects I got in. I think like what I'm starting to find out more about film festivals is. A, they do want unique stuff. They want stuff that hasn't, you know, really at least hasn't gotten out to the public from their festivals yet, if that makes sense. Um, topics like that. But also it's it's fads. You know, every year or every few years or whatever, the hot button topics change, their tastes change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really just following kind of what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, 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 you're right. And it's also like, you just got to go with what you feel passionate about too, you know? Absolutely. I guess trying to follow the trends isn't really good, a good idea either because sometimes you could be behind and then you're not really writing something you're passionate about. You're just trying to, trying to get into something, you know, so. Hey, Fem Fam. How many of you are podcasters yourself or interested in keeping up with the rapidly growing podcast world? There's so much to learn and keep up with, but we have just the way to do it. Join the PodMov community. We have... We get their daily newsletter delivered to our inbox, connect through the private Facebook group, and are even featured in their June 15th, 2020 issue. They even have a huge annual summit for podcasters to network, learn, and perfect their craft. If you're not convinced yet, just subscribe and try it out anyway, because guess what? It's free and you can unsubscribe at any time. Use this link so they know we sent you. Don't worry, I'll read it off now, but we'll also type it out in our show notes for you to copy and paste. And it is podcastmovement.com slash subscribe question mark MWR equal sign two EFF8BBA. We'll see you in the Facebook group or even better at the summit. So are you, um, I know you have listed that, you know, you direct and obviously you produce and all of these things aside from screenwriting. Do you have, I mean, do you see yourself just continuing to do all of it is there something you wanted to concentrate on um more to get more experience with or something you want to try that you haven't yet in the filmmaking world um I definitely just want to focus on directing and writing that's my ultimate dream um I did do acting like many years ago and I'm glad that I did I'm not a talented actress at all but I just can relate to that to the actors so much more because it's so when initially I think when you think when you're watching from afar you just think it's easy you can do that or just you know just a very naive thought and but when you're in the position and everything's like everybody's looking at you everyone's waiting for you you got to evoke these emotions you realize how hard it is and then you can just have compassion for that and then just learning different techniques in acting class I can use that as you know like the acting teachers how they would direct the actors to performance. I can use those techniques in my directing. So it was beneficial, but but yeah, acting is so tough. (laughs) I was at an agency too, and I just have so much respect for actors. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing that you bring up, um, like understanding the relationship between actor and director from both sides. Like I actually, I took a class, another Twin Peaks connection. Uh, The teachers were Cheryl Lee, who played Laurel Palmer in Twin Peaks and Gary Hirschberger, who played Mike. Um, But they teach class, yeah, and it was awesome. They taught a class um, called the, the Actors Director and it teaches, it puts 
like actors in the director's chair and directors in the actor's position so that they can see what the other needs and how to work with the other one. And I just, I think it is so important, especially for people starting out to realize like what it takes on the other side, no matter what side they're on. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Cause then, then the actors can learn what it takes to be a director. Cause it's a, you, so as a director, you want to cater to your actors and you want to give them adjustments in a receivable way. So, so it's kind of can be a struggle initially when you're learning to direct and getting better at it. Um, mm. You just want to say it in a good way. That's doesn't come, you know, in a receivable way. So it's like, it's for yeah. actors to learn that as well. They at least can be like, okay, yeah. Support each other in that way, you know? So that's awesome. That's a really cool class. Would you guys switch in the class? Like some, someone would be actors, someone would be directors and then switch. Yeah, totally. Like, um, we got to, we got the chance to bring in scenes if anybody was a writer and had their own or anything like that. Um, we also did a lot of like neutral scenes. So there wasn't really a story behind it. It was just kind of lines so that the director could choose what they wanted to do. And yeah, we all just kind of switched places and got to do it from both sides. And then they, you know, guided us and gave us notes and all that kind of thing. So it was, it was really awesome and very hands-on, which I love too. That's awesome. Are you guys, um, I know I've listened to your podcast and you kind of said, but you guys are predominantly actors, but you doing the filmmaking thing too, you know, to, cause it's, you got to create your own content, you know, that's awesome to be, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah. curious about, <laughs> curious about what, what your guys' ultimate goal was. I'm switching it on you. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I mean, yeah, that's how we both started. Um, I, personally do want to concentrate on acting specifically um but carolina i mean she's fallen love fallen in love with the whole other side of it yeah yeah it's been great like i i just i always see it like have stories come to me and i always get really excited and tess is always like carolina we need to focus on one thing and i'm like that's right <laughs> that's why you're my partner um yeah. <laughs> and but yeah i i love i acting has been the thing I've done the longest and I love the most, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've fallen in love. With, I, I love the whole craft and I love every, I love that we can make our own work and have the ability to do that. And so that's what we're doing here. And, and I am excited to, to have these stories come to life. It's like, it's like giving yeah. birth to a baby. <laughs> not quite well actually no they, there's some similarities <laughs> there's a whole process and um, but when you get to when I, I'm excited for the day that I can be like oh my god like yes this is the story came through and like I am so proud of it because it is like something you can't really explain but when you get to see it on the screen it's like really rewarding too I think and the lives yeah. that you can touch with it or like the emotions you can you know, everyone can feel. That's what I love about art. And that's what I love about acting. You do the same thing on stage and, and on cinema. It's that, that connection, human connection that we can all share. And I think it's, it's so important and beautiful that we can do that. Yeah. We all got to yeah. work together on a project and filling it. Filling I am yes. too. So tell us Katrina, like, um, this is your job interview all of a sudden. So, um, I'm taking notes guys. What, what stories are you focusing on and, or like, what are you passionate about? Like directing? Cause we have a little like fun niche that we're in and it's like almost hidden over what other topics that we bring about. Cause we love like 
uh, like for me and Tessa personally, period pieces and like, but also like having fun. Like I realize it's kind of like the femme fatale thing is just like female sexual expression. So that's where I think that's the through line for me and like what that means and as a woman, what that means to me and, and like how that expresses like itself through film. So yes, there's like a, some, a genre or a world that you like feel like that you connect with the most and like live in. Yeah, so the genres, I definitely hop around with genres. Yeah, I love like drama and adding comedy bits to it just because I love the comedic relief. And I feel like sometimes um, just being straight drama is exhausting for an audience and just adding some some comedy relief, tension, uh, relief there. But um, definitely what I've noticed lately that I all my stories are really surrounded as strong relationship stories. Mm. Um, so it could be like boyfriend-girlfriend is usually like that kind of romance um also like father daughter it's just like um like relationship stories and the struggle of relationships so yeah my thing i really oh. just, just focus on relationships like a lot but i love that you have that that niche because i definitely think that that stories need to be told to and it, and it, and the like the noir i'm working on is totally a relationship story it's it's like the boyfriend and girlfriend and like some some the female pressures we get like sometimes um in a sometimes in a in a unfortunately an abusive setting at times um that like you know it could be verbal it could be like more than that and and we have those pressures and and sometimes you don't know it's happening especially when you're in love you know especially when you're living in the moment it's only hindsight that you realize exactly what was i doing this whole time but um, yeah, the last story, the last two stories in the future film that I'm going to work on is um, going to be focused on, the last short film was focused on addiction. And um, I wanted to expand on that in the feature film, but I kind of want to focus instead of the, on the addiction that's kind of, that's there, but I want to focus on the toxic, like a toxic relationship between mm-hmm. his boyfriend and girlfriend. So, because so, I just feel like toxic relationships it's haven't been explored enough like why do two people stay together that really have so many issues you know I just want to focus on what we're stuff so I'm excited about that but yeah no yeah. that's it's an important topic and and one that we're, we're trying to infuse in this film too and like I don't want it to be like I don't want it to be marginalized is the right word. Just like, like, oh my God, here's like this crazy abusive thing. Cause it is, a, it's still a noir, so it can be heightened. So I'm trying to play with the right balance. Cause you know, it's there's sometimes it's subtler than you think, you know, and that's, that's also key. It's like these subtle things that happen and that's why you don't notice it too. You know, like yeah, everything. Yeah. 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 Sometimes, sometimes you're like, okay, I don't want to keep hitting the nail on the, what's the, what's the saying? Because you, you don't want to yeah. keep, just mentioning it once or twice could be enough. So you don't want to like overdo it. So sometimes it's hard to find that balance, mm-hmm. you know, on topics like that, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like talking about mental health in media right now. It's, it's important to normalize it, you know, and talk about it in a way that it's just part of the conversation instead of, the entire conversation revolving around it, you know? And I think that's, yeah, important for anything like this because so many people are in toxic relationships or have been in toxic relationships. Like it is a very, very common thing. And for us to be able to normalize that and 
talk about it, you know, comfortably and not be afraid to talk about it. Like that's super important. It's definitely a story that needs to be told. Yeah, Katrina, like uh, keep us in the loop with your projects for sure. We want to know about them. We're here to support them and like share each other's work. Um, I'm really, again, so happy we can connect on this level and like hear what, you know, that's why it's important to know what, what stories we're working on and why we're working on them. And I'm glad that you feel that way, you know, about those okay. stories in particular too. It's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And as far as um, keeping us in the loop, keep our listeners in the loop as well and let them know um, where they can find your work and, and how they can keep up with what you're doing, all that stuff. Um, yeah. So they can find my work on my website. It's my first and last name, katrinasabrail.com. Then um, you can find me on Instagram. I love connecting with people um, through social media because I feel like um, as opposed to as because you guys have been in the entertainment industry as well. We've all been to those events to network, you know, to get to know people, to build our, you know, roster of just people that we know. And I feel like never, those connections are never as genuine because it's in person and you have to do the formal, like, hi, how are you? Right. But it's really like, hey, like, it's just like, can you do for me? What can I do for you? And it's like, that's weird. Like, you know, I don't want to, you know, to go that way. So I feel like social media is almost, you can connect more genuinely because you have all your stuff in your social media. When you contact people, it's more direct. It's not yeah. the fluff. And then it comes off in genuine because you know the fluff is just there. So I don't know. I love connecting with people's social media. So definitely find me at, at Master Contender. You know, maybe you can put it in the show notes. So oh, we will. Mm-hmm. We will tag. Yeah, it'll be everywhere. Guys, follow her. I love her page. We We actually highlighted I think on our intro to this season um, because you do awesome like videos with uh, interviews and like how to's you have the IGTV set up. We love that. So um, yeah, definitely guys, you should check her out because her stuff's bomb. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you Katrina so much for coming on today and thank you listeners as always. Um, We are almost done with the season. So guys get excited because we'll have another one coming out to you real soon. But before then we've got another guest. So we will see you guys next time. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 